0: Father is so good. Lord, we just say increase. Increase, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the words that are spoken. Actually, where in the Canada flag? I want to still back, keep that flag up here. This is Canada Weekend. Yeah, can you put it back up there? That'd be awesome. Because we're believing in revival in Canada. Revival in Canada. We'll get to some of that. But, like, no, like, we believe in it. That's why we're here. Because revival is the normal Christian life we should be living, anyways. Bless Canada. I love this. This is a sweet flag. I know isn't flags aren't supposed to touch the ground, but forgive us. It's holy ground. There we go, right? Lord, we just yeah, so Holy Spirit, just come and increase. Come on, I just draw on heaven. Come on, you guys. I love doing this. I have to do it every time. I'm like, let's just charge me up. Lord, bless the speaker. I'm just kidding. Bless you guys. Come on, the Holy Spirit. Let us let's Lord, we just thank you, Lord. It's interesting. I just want to agree with something Chris was saying is there's healing in the room and it's not just over after worship stops. Yeah. Come on, right? You don't even have to wait for healing and to come there and be healed because it's actually our bread. It's actually what he paid for on the cross. So we just can step into it any time. It's actually the biggest thing is actually trying to get people to come into the awareness that it's possible. Yes. Well, that's really what it is. Well, that's all words and knowledge and stuff are doing. It's, it's not like now... Now God just decided because somebody released a word that he's going to do it, it's just actually getting the agreement together to receive, right? So, and it's interesting, just as the time he's seeing that, I turn to him, I go, hey, I just saw, I just saw an angel come to a, I literally I saw a doorway in heaven open, and an angel came and looked into this place and said, do they want it? And it was a healing angel. So I'm just throwing it out there because just build your expectation. If you need a healing, grab it. We don't have to wait to Sammy or somebody comes here. Who got he- I got healed when Sam Robbins was here. That was cool. But we don't have to wait for that, right? So I'm going to jump right in here. I got this message. Well, am I really loud? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill everybody here. I get loud. But I, I got this message burning in me. And it's-, it's more bringing language to our body. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, to ask my people or declare to my people, what do you do? Or how does it affect us when you actually have a true apostle in the house? What does that look like for us? Right? That's a pretty big word. And so, you're going, well, what are you talking about, Kevin? Well, we actually have a true apostle in our, in our he's not here today, he's on Ala- in Alaska. And I'll get to the teaching on that, and people don't need to freak out. It's not like, oh, no. I just want to let you know something. Everybody, that, that word, first of all, is a function. It's not, we don't have to shoot off fireworks right now and bring in a procession. Like, just let's start there, because I could feel it already in the room, just to be honest. Because that's why I want to bring some language, because if we don't know who we are and how we're operating, then we're not going to thrive like we're supposed to thrive. And that's what I want to bring language to today, because when God's speaking it and it's being recognized all over the place, just that you know, in the outside arena, like in Canada, in the states specifically, we're known as an apostolic center. But we're becoming that because, as I'll get into, it has more to do with us than even. Well, it it works both ways, but a lot of it has to do with us as the people, the apostolic people, and it's a great thing. It's just we have to switch some mind shifts because what God is doing, it's going to look different. The thing is, is that if we actually look at scripture, we find out that during the book of Acts, when Jesus was living, that's actually where he started. We actually switched into our own system, and God's bringing back in the last 40 years and really working at trying to bring this apostolic understanding back to the church so that we can function with power, and we can actually have a body that rises up with authority. So... One thing to do with apostolic is that it, it, is supernatural things happen. Who here believes that the supernatural is still real today? Because I don't, I'm just going to let you know here in our church, we believe at this place, we fully believe that the miracles are still happening. As you heard during the meeting, we totally believe that God is still speaking today. So the prophetic is active in this house. Healing's active in this house. And so if you don't believe that, talk to Pastor John here. After the service, don't come talking to me. He'll prove it to you with all the right scriptures. Or he'll just give you a word and show you that God's speaking. It's sometimes easier to do that way. Have you ever noticed that? Come on, when we're equipped, we don't have to argue anymore with persuasive words. Isn't that in the Bible, something like that? So... Mark 16, 16 to verse 18. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues. And they will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything. And they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. So that's what we're trying to get to. Who's all living that right now? Jeremy's got it. No, but fully, right? We're, We're believing for it. I can't say I'm living 100% that I want to see more. I'm hungry for more. It's not, we have to become a people that actually believe that we can change the culture around us. We have to. This is mindsets. We have a lot of teaching, and I'm not getting it today, but it, everything, most things to do with what we learn and our battle in this life is already won by Jesus, but the battle comes down to here because the victory's already won. We're just saying that, Right? Victory's won, so now it's here. But if we don't have the language for it, sometimes we don't actually know what we're doing. It's great. Hey, you're an apostolic people. What does that look like? And I'm going to tell you, I'm still learning. I think a lot of people are trying to figure this out, what it totally looks like. And so I'm just going to try to go and give what, some theology, man's interpretation of Scripture, just some of my theology that I've picked up. I'm not saying it's everybody in our houses because I don't know everybody's theology and I'll get to that. You know what's Okay, I'll just jump on that. <laughs> this is the coolest part of being an apostolic church. Is that we gather around fathers. And we gather around a family. Guess what? Family doesn't have to split when you don't agree with me. I'm going I'm digging right in real fast, but that's one of the largest differences. Now hold, I'm on record. I'm not speaking denominational so like there can be denominational churches, denominationalism, if you go study it, there's difference, it's, it's what's behind it. It's the understanding that every, denominationalism is the idea that we, we gather around agreement. We have to agree. We have to agree. And if you don't agree, you have to separate. And so that's the biggest difference. So what I just said, that we have, may have different theologies. Yes, the same theology, Jesus Christ is the son of God. He came and he died and rose for us. That's not debatable. But something was brought up, and Jeremy said something. He said, does anyone want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and, and speak in tongues? You can fight if, if it's a sign or if it's, you have to speak in tongues to be filled with the Spirit. You can, you, that's not going to destroy our relationship, hopefully. If it does, you're still living in denominationalism. And so my job is to actually encourage you guys, and our job, not just my, uh, here, whoever's preaching up here in this center is trying to get you to think. We're trying to say, hey, don't just take what I'm saying. Go and check it out for yourself. Because you are powerful people. You guys hear from Jesus. You hear from heaven. You bring heaven, not just the guy up here. It's a, it's a total mind shift difference. And the heart, and, and I don't, and I, oh, I'm just going to be, I'm all over the place, but it doesn't matter. So the biggest thing is, is in that concept, you're going to hear me over and over again. It isn't about Brett doing all the work. Well, he's an apostle. Isn't he supposed to do it No, he's not. And I'll break it down on what all that word means. You need something? Oh, sorry. (laughs) So I want to make that clear because we have to shift that. Because in denominationalism, the pastor or the leader, it's what he says. It has to be, if you don't agree with him, you better go somewhere else. Because if you do, you're going to cause division because you're going to have a different idea of me and I can't control you then. Guess what? In apostolic, we don't control you. We empower you. We actually make you think. Because it's a little different. We are family. But in the family of God, in a family here, you come here choosing to be here. I tell people, I love people coming to our our, our ministry. I love people coming into the family. But I I'll always tell them, now I do this. I say, hey, I believe you're supposed to be part of what we're doing. 100%. I want you to come. But I'm not going to make you come or convince you to come. Because if I do, I have to keep you. You need to choose to be part of the family. If you don't choose to be part of the family, as soon as I fail you, which I will, or Brent fails you, or John or Will, if anyone fails you, then you're out of the door. We, we have to change our understanding because that is so dysfunctional. Because mostly what happens is the pastor's making sure everybody and their team is always making sure is everyone okay? Are you okay because like you you agree, right? And then you hear somebody actually going, Oh. I heard this message. I just wonder about that. And they go, oh, stop that. Honestly, it's happening. I get, I'm uh, I'm connected to certain people and they get a hold of me. They're like, ask me all these questions. Does Bethel believe this or does this person believe that? I'm like, why are you asking me? Well, these people, they're always looking to find the negative in everybody. Like, honestly, I'm getting tired of hearing about, does Bill Johnson believe that? I don't know 100% what he believes. I know the core values he believes. Why are you asking me? Well, somebody said it could be a call. Well, go find out from him. Go watch his teachings. Learn for yourself. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. We gotta. Uh, I'll be careful. But we got we got contacted a while back, and they're like somebody in a good heart. It was came this to to my wife Donna, and she said they said don't read the Passion Bible. It's evil. And Donna's like what? Like we're really blessed by it. Brent knows ms um, the guy, the writer, he actually Brent actually gave a word to him before he ever wrote that Bible about a bit writing a Bible. Just so that you know that. And literally, we, we it's the fruits coming out of it. But the, their pastor told them that it was an evil Bible; it was wrong. But then we asked questions, but they didn't have answers because they were told it's wrong. They didn't know why it was wrong. We can't live that way, you guys. When when you get to heaven, you're not going to be able to blame other people. No, this is huge. The walk with Christ is actually a walk with Christ. I, I walk out my salvation. We have to get this into the body because we have a lot of people that have been taught. Like I was raised with you, always, Oh, just a prayer and you're in. Well, I'm not going to fight over theology what that looks like. But I do know this, that it's a journey. And it's actually a relationship. It's not a prayer. It's a journey to become like him, to know him better. And I want that. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Whew, we need a reformation. There you go. We need a reformation, because what we're having is, is we we've learned in the church, we're really good at this. The guy that sins, he comes back, and we celebrate, and we use them as a testimony, and they're the evangelist, right? Because they're doing the work, right? Just, come on, you got a testimony, which is awesome. But you know what? Most people in this church really is, we're the big brother. What happened to the big brother? He didn't realize what he already had. You guys all have signet rings. You all have robes. You own the farm. You own the cattle. It's just your choice if you're going to go kill one or not. No, it's true. That's what the dad was saying. He's like, why are you upset? I'm not saying you get upset when like, we actually get excited about them, but we don't realize that it's us that actually has it. We actually carry the signet ring on our hand, and we're going, well, not I get a signet ring? And it's like, look. Look at your hand. He already gave it to us. You have the authority. You have the power. It's just if you decide to use it or not. Whew. So what we're doing is, is that I really believe God's bringing an alignment to his body, and which is the apostolic movement. And it's because you can't put, who knows the scripture about wineskin. Throw it in here, here, because I'm a good Mennonite boy, so I need the scripture. And who pours new wine into an old skin? This is Luke 5 37, 39. And who pours new wine into an old wineskin? If somebody did, the old wineskin would burst and the new wine would be lost. New wine must always be poured into new wineskins, yet you say the old ways are better, and you refuse to taste that new thing that I bring. Lord, let us not refuse to take what you're bringing. I'm not saying God can't use denominations. Be very clear. I want to. Live stream, bless every denomination that's out there. Again, denominationalism is different. You can have a great denomination that believes in what we're talking about. I just want to make that clear. I'm not bashing any church. I'm trying to bring and remind the church that we are actually great. And he made us. And we're not just regulated to religion where it's about a couple people get to go to Jesus. And we come back and tell you what he said. He said, Remember the, when they said to Moses because he got scared? Don't be scared of God. Holy fear, but we don't want to create a thing going, just let's have a few people that can actually experience him. We want a culture that we are actually constantly saying, hey, you don't, you're not sure what so-and-so said on Sunday? Go look it up. Let's discuss it. Let's look at it. How about you look in the scripture? Point, bring another point of view. I love what Chris Bolton says, in a culture of apostolic, it actually breeds... Conversation it actually breeds uh, actually different ideas, which actually brings sometimes c- issues. But then we're family, so we can work it out. In honor, we get to say, "Hey, John, oh, you feel that? You know what's so cool It's when you're living this. Oh, back in the day, it frustrated when people had different understand eschatology end time ideas, right? It doesn't bother me anymore. Like if you're going to divide over your eschatology, that's was ridiculous. That's one of the most ridiculous things considering." We don't know what it looks like. <laughs> They'll think about it. And it's pointless to argue about. You can discuss it. But what happens when you have a new idea? What happens? This is what happens so often. Why? Quite often we're labeled charismatic, so we get labeled as a little bit crazy. You know why? It's because we're willing to walk out of the boat for a second. Because what happens when you're getting fresh revelation? It's messy. Oh, I, I have ties, and we'll do it. Or I have some Brent will do it. He's like, whoa, he'll see it. He's like, whoa, I just got an idea. And he's trying, he's processing right up here. And then after he's like, oh, I don't know if I'd agree with that or not. But, like some, but we have to be safe to do that. You guys, we have to realize that when the disciples went out and changed the world, they didn't have the New Testament. No, no, I'm not, I love the Bible. It's incredible. We need, the Bible is our foundation. But we have to realize that it's a walk. We actually get to learn. There's a, we're actually getting fresh revelation. And there's times because we're actually in a, in a culture that we're trying to step out and actually say, God, I want to learn something more. So we're willing to risk a little bit. That all of a sudden it's okay. It's actually a safe place to fall. In, in not in, well, it's safe to fall too. We'll pick you up in sin but, um, and re- restore you. But it's safe to make a mistake. It has to be because we're family. I'm not going to kick my kid, little um, nine-year-old in my house if he screws up. We're going to walk through it. But in love, because what do I, as a parent, what do I want? The best for them. I'm going to be like, let's talk about this. Yeah, that's probably not the best way of treating your brother. Let's work through this, right? And so with revelation, you're going to get a revelation and it's okay to go, Okay, you guys. I know. Either day, I was dis- I was arguing with a little bit with Chris about the fact that I think this, this, and this. But I truly did go home, and, I, and you're right. I, it was off. Like I didn't realize that it was probably. I and mean, then Chris will be like, "That's awesome. You've learned." Like I'm just. He'll be like, "I'm just trying to figure it out too." If we think we know God so well, we're in trouble. No. If you study like the Hebrews, the original. Hebrews and the Jews, they're actually, if you study what they believe, is that what makes God God is the fact that he can't be fully understood. Instead, we regulate and try to say we know who God is. You guys, he he doesn't fit in time. Have fun with that one. No, but the difference is is that we, see, we're not scared. When When you're in family, you're not scared to talk about things that we fully don't understand. What do you mean? The guy up there doesn't actually know exactly how God works? No, I know I love him, and I know he's a good God, and, and I, that's why I can trust him, and I can walk out my salvation, and I'm learning more, but we get to do it on a journey. I love it. John and I have discussions for a lot on the oh, We'll just meet and just talk about crazy things of God. It just stirs us up, like the things that are like a little out there, just like, well, what if God's doing that? And how's that happening? Did you hear the day? Those, one of those missionaries, they just walk through a wall? That's crazy.! <gasps> what do you mean? Well don't, I don't know. It happened. They don't understand either, but I want to live in a culture like that. I want to live in a culture that I'm going, seeing so many miracles. When I was in India um, years ago, there was a big crusade, and there was this list, we, were, we saw so many miracles, and it messes your mind. When you start seeing them constant, it messes with you. And I'll be, if you, anyone knows me, I won't get into it, but I'm kind of, I'm a, I like things clean. I was literally having a little hard time there, just to be honest. It was a little gross and the stuff. But we had this huge crusade, and they th- basically, in, in, during, at the end, when we're praying for people, you have somebody protect you, and literally they just mob you. Like there's 120,000 people there, right? And there's only, what, like 30 of us on the team. So they're mobbing you, right? And you don't even know where your hand They're grabbing your hand, they're stretching, they're trying to help you. And this lady comes up, and if, again, if you really know me, you know how gross this is to me. Um, this lady comes up, and she's got this gorder like this, hanging off her neck, like with the warts and all. Like, oof, like this picture right now. And, and, and I'll tell you, it messes your mind because she grabbed my hand, because I wouldn't put my hand on that, just to be honest. I just, and she put it right in there. But you know what happened? It went right like this. I saw this thing. And I'm like, no. I didn't, okay, honestly, my mind wasn't going, pow, It was going, oh, gross. And, it's, and I slapped her right in her neck. It completely disappeared. Your mind, and my mind, the guy's, the guys are like, oh, my word. And I'm like, huh? like, <laughs> like, it's like, you can't even take credit for it. But I want to live a culture that things are happening that, we're, that our discussion is like, sure that was real? <laughs> like, were they even sick? Are you sure they came in that wheelchair? Are you sure they? Didn't? Not the little faith, but I want to live in a place that actually things are happening so much. Come on, we got to believe. I don't know if you guys know, Chuck's just been in the hospital right now. We're believing. He, right now he's doing good, but his heart had an issue with his heart. He's going to come out there healed. There's no other option. We have to believe that. We have to shift our mentality to the first responses to healing. Not what if it doesn't happen. No, what when it happens, how are we going to celebrate? Because we have the power. Okay. I love this stuff. Oh, no. So so the old mentality is like pastors, we, they gather. Pastors gather, which are a great thing. Guess what, guess what the word apostle means? Sent one. Now, this is huge because I was raised knowing that, sent one. So what did we do? What, how did I was I raised that when you had a so-called apostle, what did we do with them? We shipped them off to be a missionary because they're sent, right? But we missed a huge, pr- that's the easy way. Like what we like to do is when we find stuff out, we take the easy form of it and we do it, right? Let's just be honest. If he doesn't get healed, we just say, oh, that's just because God wants to do it that way. But he said heal the sick. Just throwing that out there, right? Like, did you ever know? I just want to bring something up. We bring up all the time. We we get words of knowledge. We go after healing. But what does the word say? Heal the sick. He didn't say heal the sick just on Sunday morning. He didn't just say heal the sick when you get a word of knowledge. So if you ever go, oh, does God, if somebody gives a word, well, I just feel that guy I need to pray for. I wonder if it's really God. It is. Because he already gave you permission. And I like what was brought up is that it doesn't matter if they want it or not. Did Lazarus ask to be he- raised from the dead? No? Find other ones. They didn't ask. You have the authority. I love Todd White's stories. Because honestly, when Todd White started sharing that concept, that revelation, because I honestly, I was more, I was, when my understanding was more, well, that probably didn't get healed because they didn't really want it. And then Todd White broke it down in scripture. He's like, where is that? Well, no, but. That's like, don't say that, Todd, because that's taking away my way out. Please don't say that. I'm, that's just how I think. I'm like, shoot, I'm accountable for that. Because that's what revelation is. And so the difference is he's like, Todd talks about all the time. He'll be like, hey, I, dead on word, dude, your left arm's hurting. Well, yeah. Can I pray for it? No. Oh. You're at the boat. And he gets healed. He literally does that and they have it on camera. And the guy gets healed. He's like, Well, what happened to me? Well, heaven came. Did he want it? He just said no. But let's just be honest. Who doesn't want to be healed? It's probably somewhere in there. I don't think God took away the guy's free will. But he was. Guy was scared. But, but like we we build up walls to protect ourselves, so we don't have to do anything. Well, I'm at the gym, and I don't want to be. I don't. I think they'd be mad if I start praying for people. No, they don't care because I've tried it and it works fine. No, honestly, people like it. They just stare at you, but they like it. I'm sure of it. Never ask. So, we are called, oh man. So, if we are called to be sent, okay, sent one, sorry, totally off. Sent one, but sent with what? First of all, that word, apostle, came originally from the Greeks. I go over this and I bring it up quite often because we ha- and if you ever hear me, I quite often bring this up almost every message because we have to understand it. If you're not understanding the language, you don't really know what is actually upon us. So, if you're sent one, it's sent with what, right? Jesus sent them with what? So the so the back then the Greeks did it, and then the Romans did. So what happened was is that you've got Rome. They would take over Abbots. They take over Aldergrove right here. So they come to Aldergrove, they conquer it, then they would leave. They go to Vancouver to conquer, and then they look back and they be like. In a year, and they said, well, it's just Aldergrove still. We just conquered it, and they're still doing what they're doing. But what was it? What does it say? They want Rome to look like each other, right? Like everything to look like Rome. So what they did was they're like, this isn't working. They went back. They'd raised up leaders that understood Rome, the culture of Rome, the lifestyle, the core values of Rome, the very thought patterns of Rome. They were raised in Rome, in authority. And they said, we're going to take you, and then we're going to bring you a whole pile of people with you. People don't understand that, but we'll start with the person first. They get, and then he gets sent, what? With the authority of Rome to make it look like Rome. So when Jesus brought up that word, it wasn't a religious word. People go, well, the apostle, that's, I don't know, we shouldn't use it because it wasn't in the Old Testament. No, it wasn't. It was invented by the the Greek word, it was only 400 years old when Jesus used it. And then when he told the disciples, they knew what they were talking about because they didn't like the apostles of Rome. Do you realize that? They didn't like them. That was the people that were trying to take away who they were. But they sure understood what their job was. See, Jesus spoke so people could understand what's going on. And when he said you're an apostle, he was saying I'm sending you to make what what I've taught you, everything I've given you, to make this place look like heaven. That's why he gave him Matthew six. He gave him the Lord's prayer on earth as it is in heaven. You know, Jesus now find me where Jesus talked about how to get to heaven. He only talked. He talked about bringing heaven here. That's the apostolic mindset. When I say you're an apostolic people, if that's the number one, if we can get you starting to think that every time you walk in a room, anytime you move anywhere, you're actually going, How do I bring heaven here? Because you are seated in heavenly places. Which means your identity. We went over that. Go watch another message that you're an ambassador of heaven. So if you're an ambassador to heaven, you bring heaven. So when you start having a mindset that you're not walking in a room going, I wish Chris was here, because he could come bring heaven. Or I wish Pastor John was here to bring heaven. No, I got heaven. I got heaven. You bring the atmosphere of heaven because it's your DNA. But just like we teach in Scripture that you're, the battle's in the mind, it's still in the mind on this too. It's, a const, it's an understanding. You, don't know your, you can have all the authority in the world and if you don't know it, it's like that saying, you could have a billion dollars in your bank and if you don't ever pull it out, you could die of starvation. It's up to you. You guys all know this stuff. We're just challenging you guys. Ah, yes. I love this. Romans 10, 12 to 15. So, then faith eliminates the distinction between Jew and non-Jew, and he is the same Lord, Jehovah, of all the people. And he was enough treasures to lavish generously upon all who call on him, and it's true. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Yahweh will be rescued and experience new life. But how can people call on him if they... For help, if they do not believe. And how can they believe if if one they've not heard of? How can they hear the message of life if there's no one to proclaim it? How can the message be proclaimed if messengers have yet to be sent? That's why the scripture says, How welcome is the arrival of the proclaiming of the joyful news of peace and and of good things to come. How will they preach unless they are sent? Yet to be sent. Jesus always, if you go look, when he goes, I have it in here, but I don't have so much time, but when he sends out disciples, he always says, I send you out. See, in denominationalism, you go. You just go. You don't ask for permission, you go. Because we live in North America, and we're used to thinking that we're in control of ourselves. Ooh, this is where it gets hard. That's good, because Brent's the boss, not me, so I can say this stuff. No, this is True. It's if you actually, we're huge into Bethel, but if you watch, Bill hardly ever talks about the apostolic, he's the, but he's the apostle, it, and Chris talks all about it all the time. Why? Because how is Brent supposed to get up here? Because I'll be honest, in our culture, like not this culture, but North American culture, if you, when apostles start actually declaring what, how they're supposed to function, because it has a lot to do with authority, people freak out. Oh, you're trying to control us. Why am I not the apostle? I should be the apostle. I want to be that. You don't want to be the apostle, just be honest. Everyone wants to put the, it's built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. The foundation. Who wants to be, do you know what part of being uh, an apostolic, the apostle of this house, Brent gets to be woken up in the middle of the night because you guys are going through something. Because he's got the authority and God's speaking to him. He has to go to the nations because he's being sent, he's sending. You know how I, um, people go, well how do you know for sure Brent's an apostle? Well, we won't go into what God's spoken, but just look at fruit. If you guys have ever a chance, which we are, I think, trying to plan a, a, a mission trip in the fall, go to Mexico and ask him what's changed there and just spend some time there. He was sent into Pastor Aeneas' group there, and they have went from being in a denominational system, uh system, and now they are functioning apostolically and bringing heaven. That's all they care about, which is the very definition of what apostle does. It's transformed every way they think. Everything they were doing. If you hear the testimony, it was a small little church. Now they got uh, we have a thousand in our main church there, and then he just keeps on splitting. I think there's I don't even know how many we have. The seventy something. Because you know what's cool? That even he got it. So Brent brought and God used such a move over there that the guy Pastor Neas, you love him. He decided that hey, instead of just becoming bigger and bigger, why don't we send people out with apostolically and send them out to grow again, to grow again. Not control them. See, the hardest part is, is people like we actually like being controlled, but we don't. If we're not told we're being controlled, we love it because we want to be told what to do. But if you tell me, if I tell you you're going to be told what to do, you hate it. It's just, we're, we're, it's interesting. Uh, Chris Walton brings up a fact about in, in when you're in the army, it's U.S. Army, better. I don't know what our Canadian army does, but um, love Canada, but they never make movies about our Canadian army. So. In the, it, but the thing is, is when you enlist in the army, you do what they tell you. When you're enlisted in the kingdom of heaven, into God, and you choose, it says, what does it say? Our life is not my own. It's his. We have to change our understanding that we actually want to let God be in control. Right? And guess what? Somebody's going to have to do some voice for that. Right? I'm not saying Brent's going to tell everyone to do all the time or anything, but a part of being an apostle is that they're given, again, they go from Rome, they're given a blueprint. So Aldergrove, they figure it out, and he goes with the blueprint. What, how are we going to make Aldergrove look like it? Guess what? He's not the one going out into Aldergrove all the time and doing it. He's just like, oh, Bruce will like this. I told Bruce I was going to bring him into my message. He didn't like that. But, Bruce is a big shot in the construction world. He really is. So they built towers. If you drive down the highway, if you have Bruce, I ever tell you, he's built a bunch of them. Like those big towers, those are, that's Bruce. He does them. And it's not, the crazy thing, I'm just on him. He literally sometimes has four to what, 800 people working at a time plus. It doesn't even phase him. I've gone out there with him. The thing is, is that Bruce has the blueprint, but how many nails do you think he put in that building? Maybe none. But would that building be built if he didn't do it? No. But what happens is, is, so often in the church, we have a plumber that's doing their job, and they look over, and everyone's overexcited because the light turned on over there. They're like, whoa, that light. So they're like, I want to be an electrician. I want to be an electrician over here. And then he starts trying to play with the wires and he's blowing up everything because he's a plumber. He's trying to put water in the wall or something, right? We have to realize that let God be God and let us actually be what we're called to do. We can't be doing that because that rips the church apart. Celebrate each other, and I actually don't even. Oh, I, just, I love this. I was going to bring this in. I love this quote. It's one of my favorite. Bill Johnson. Let's celebrate a person for who they are without stumbling over who they are not. So why I brought that up is like, don't worry if you don't really think he's a good plumber. Let God work on that, right? If he's called to be the plumber, let him be the plumber. Because God's going to bring him that, or him or her, up to that place, but instead encourage them. Hey, and sometimes maybe you need to encourage, "Hey, maybe uh, there's this class going on, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but still, we need to be. We, in an apostolic community, we are believing the best. We are calling the gold on each other, because we're not a competition because we're family. Because when you do better, it's a family I know they don't like calling ministry or anything a business, but it's a family business. So the more better John does, it just goes into the coffers. You know, it does. See, a lot of people, with well, wrong in North America is in, in, our, in our culture quite a bit, it's all about us. So we don't even, a lot of us don't even know if you've never grown up in a business or, or, or anything, that you don't actually know what it feels like that when your money actually just goes all together. Because we just don't do that. But I know people that are, are successful in their family. That's just how they live. They don't worry. If they need a new car, just go buy the car. They have such a kingdom mindset, they're, they're doing well, but they're not mad. They're like, oh, good, you got, yeah, it's about t- iron. I know, a true story, I won't use names, but they were, they're oh, finally, why didn't you get that new truck a while ago? No, because you know why? I'll tell you why. I, you guys don't know who I'm talking about. So, that specific person said he knew in his heart that it really would, the amount of money they were going to just put up for a truck at that point wasn't really worth affecting the family like that. But he was entitled to, everyone else in the family already did it. But it doesn't matter if you're entitled to. We've got to break this entitlement. Ah, yes. Mm. Apostles bring uh, covenant family relationships. Covenant. Ooh, that's a word that we've lost. Sticking in. Again, back to what I said. We don't convince people to come here. We need you to know that God told you to be here. Because we're going to put you to work. No, for real. Because a family... Everyone helps. And it's okay. It promotes and creates freedom to dream. Oh, you guys. We actually want you to dream. If you ever asked Brent what, the, what his vision is for this ministry? I love his line. First thing he'll say is, well, how much do you want to know? How big? What do you mean, how big, Brent? Just tell me what it is. No, do you want to know like here or Mexico or 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 just because his final answer is let's bring heaven to earth across the whole globe. Because didn't Jesus say disciple nations? Do we even understand what that means? But we can't go and disciple nations if we can't disciple Aldergrove. We need to change the culture in this place. But it starts in our living rooms, it starts in our homes. Ah, yeah. So apostleships train, equip, and deploy. Well, page four. Don't worry, I got 19 more. Um, (laughs) Sad thing is, it's true, but I won't go there. Um, Again, apostles have been sent. I love this. Luke 10, 1 to 2. After the Lord formed 35 teams among their disciples, each team was two disciples, 70 in all, and he commissioned them to go ahead of him into every town he was about to visit. He released him with these instructions. The harvest is is huge and ripe. There's not enough harvesters to bring it it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to drive out into the harvest fields many more workers. We are desperate. Desperate's not a good word. Heaven is believing that you will go out. See, again, you don't want to be part of an apostolic church if you don't want to be reminded that you are the hands and feet of Jesus. No. I am, oh, this is a personal. thing. I'm tired of meeting, not people, meeting Christians that actually have been taught so many years of their life that they are useless. No, I've talked to them. I'm like, I know people have a passion and they're retiring and they have a passion to do ministry all their life was to go into missions and they've done it way back. But now 30 years later, you talk to them, and they're like, well, I don't, I don't have anything to give. And I start talking, but that's what's been told to them for so many years, that unless you go to Bible school and get a seminary degree. Now, seminary's great, but being sent apostolically is a whole nother le- a level. You go find somebody that actually, it's, I have a lot of family that's farmers. They didn't go to seminary or go to, uh, to college to learn how to farm. They grew up in the farm. And I'll tell you, they'll give them their right arm to, to keep things going for the family. Why? Because they were raised to understand that this is, for, this is family. I'm building this for the next generation. That's why covenant's so important. This isn't just to, to make it for a few years and I'll move on to another, another place. You're actually building it for family, to your kids and, and everyone else's kids. And, and you want to actually have a place that actually inhabits heaven. I want my grandchildren to know. I have a place where they just experience heaven all the time. And we have the ability. It's not. Don't put all the pressure on Brent. Don't put the pressure on leadership. The pressure is on you. And guess what you get to do? The, your burden is light, so we get to put it on him. But he'll say, are you going to do something? This is a fun message, eh? I, I, but it's because I believe in you guys. And God is moving and he is declaring in the heavens the prophetic word after prophetic word. You just go look at the streams. He's constantly saying, church, rise! Arise, church. You can do it. You t- I made you the salt of the earth. Go back to the salt. And if, he's, if you're the salt of the earth, what does it say when it's, the salt's not any good anymore? You might as well toss it away. So are you staying salty? No. If, if, what are you guys, The light? Are we at the light? Are we supposed to bring the light? I got it in here. If we're supposed to bring the light, then are you bringing it? Because you're the light. This is the craziest thing. Guess what? He didn't say, I'm the light. He said, you're the light. And we keep on going, oh, it's darkness out there. Well, guess what darkness is? Go do a study. What is darkness? It doesn't exist. It's the absence of light, which means you weren't there. And if you're not there, you're responsible. No, no, you could be like, wow, my family's falling apart. Be the light. Turn the switch on. I won't go into, I love this one song. It's like, you can't turn the light off on the inside. It's an amazing song. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of my favorite things. Because if, like, if you understand that understanding, you can't turn it off. So you can't blame somebody else. Well, you don't understand what just happened. I lost my business, all this stuff. No, 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 that's, doesn't, that's not the light. If you're gauging your life on how much money you have in your bank, you're done. God can switch that so fast. You guys, we have, talk about business, we have the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom from heaven. When we start realizing who we are, we actually have the ability to be outdo anybody. No, you do. You have the wisdom of heaven. Well, what does that look like? Ask them. It's called relationship. That's what I'm trying to get at. Don't, I don't have the wisdom for your business. I might get a prophetic word or something, but ask him because he actually desires to meet with you. And you know what he's going to tell you most often? He'll look at Barb and go, Hey, Barb, what do you want? What do you want to look like? He'll say, Let's dream together. You find that all, he loves to dream with us because he'll be like, he'll put, He's already put the seed in your heart. It's interesting, we were talking about the other day. Um, this is the thought pattern. I'm not saying it's 100% right or not in this situation, but you know the story when, when God's upset with the Israelites and he goes to Moses and he's like, Moses is going to kill the people. And Moses like, what do you mean all oh, those are your people? And they, they go back and forth and then it switches because Moses like, convinces God. One day I just felt like the Lord said, do you think I really changed my mind? And then I'm like, I don't know. He asked the question, so I figured he's going to give me the an answer. He goes, this is what I felt. Let me just, this is my theology. He says, I was calling the gold out of Moses. I already knew that he actually was not going to let my people get killed. I said, are you sure, Lord? He says, well, I kind of promised I wasn't going to kill everybody, didn't I? No, we, like, God actually believes in you more than you do. No, he does, because guess what? He's waiting for the church to rise up. That's my understanding. If the church is supposed to rise up to bring, a, to bring, the, to bring his uh, second coming... Right? If we're supposed to bring the light, he desires what? How many to perish? So who's he counting on? I love what Bill Johnson said, Jesus was leaving and he said, Hey, Teg, you're it. Have fun. I'll send you the Holy Spirit. But he didn't say that jokingly. He said, I believe in you. No, he put it all on us. Which is actually really cool. Ah, uh, Yes. We are no longer slaves. No longer do I call you servants, John 15, 15. For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. What was that? For all things I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you? All things. And we're not as servants, we're family. You know what's interesting about family? Is that we can actually, like I said, we can grow together and you can actually ask questions. I've realized, especially uh, our generation, at least, people, or like our culture quite often doesn't like to admit that we don't know something. And for some reason that creates an atmosphere not actually like discussing things. Even when we teach, hey, why don't we get wisdom and all this stuff, if you're going to do a major thing. Not control. Do you understand that we're not trying to control people? So if we, re- and you get to know us, we really won't. We actually just don't want to. And so... We actually just like to help people get wisdom. doesn't mean we're going to have the wisdom. We're going to try to gather people around you to have wisdom to do something. But oh no, but both that means that I don't know something. And it's been bothering me because if you get to know me, I love, I would, I'm about to even buy something, anything, I ask people. I'm like, what do you really think? What do you think? Because I want wisdom. I love to get, learn. I'm a learner. I love to learn. Tell me your advice. People that don't know me, it doesn't mean I'm going to take their advice. Not in a bad way. I just want to hear. Tell me your perspective. What do you think? I'm going to try to get wisdom from different sides, people that think differently. But for some reason, we think that's weak. No, I see it. People even my age, they're like, well, I'm not going to go ask my, my leader that because they're going to think I don't know what I'm doing and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. What are you talking about? And I said, Lord, I was, uh, just this last week, actually, I was like, Lord, I don't understand. It's my, I was talking to Brent about this, and, uh, and I just came to me. I'm like, isn't it interesting? that Je- What did Jesus say? I do nothing unless... I see what from my father doing in heaven. Was he weak? Did he not know what he's doing? Do we look at Jesus as being somebody that wasn't very smart? No, he had wisdom. It's a safe place to actually your family, use what surrounds you. Grab people. Don't, don't be even ashamed that, hey, I'm sick. I don't want to let people know that because they're gonna think I'm not fired up. No! That's just dumb thinking. Grab each other and believe, and let's go for it. If you're going through a hard time financially, tell people around you so they can pray with you. And honestly, if you actually are just broke because you're not being very smart, get some counsel. No, for real. Like the church, is like we're a family. Ask for help. Bec- and don't expect everyone to be prophetic about it, because guess what? God will allow us sometimes to pick up, oh, that person's struggling financially. But what's the prophetic encouragement, exhortation, and comfort? So most often, he's not really telling us all your negative. He doesn't really want us to know all your negative stuff, right? Ever think about that kind of stuff? Don't, like, he he might, we might, and we'll miss it anyways, half the time. Anyway, let's just be honest. We're like, we're learning. We're growing. Ah, yeah. Keep going. So... Again, um, this is straight from out of Chris. I won't get into too much. But it's interesting because we're all part of the Protestants, right? You understand that? Martin Luther, we're Protestants, right? The original word was protestament, which is amazing. But then we turn it to protesters. That's actually what it means now. But that's what happened. We protest. As soon as they don't agree, we protest. Then we split. And I, it's an interesting fact. And I'm not... Promoting the Catholic Church or not promoting it. They just, if you you study how many, the Catholic Church is because they gather around fathers, just to let you know. And I'm not going to get into their theology, but Catholic Church only has split three times. Three. How many times has the Protestant Church split? As Chris says, figure it out in the last month. Right? Because we have to learn that the first issue is not to split. Come, let's talk, let's reason together. Come on, you guys. No, I heard something a while back of somebody that, that didn't like something that somebody preached and it was like one part of the message and then they just, they're just like, oh, I don't want to be part of that. And it wasn't even like deep. It was just some random part and it's like, come on. We're family. Aren't we better than that? Dude, whoever's married her, has your wife or her husband ever said something they didn't agree with? Hello? Like, not her. She's perfect. I'm the one. I'm the one. Oh, you guys. The job of the fivefold apostle is to keep us growing. It's like I love what Banning says. If he sees, if I if I see John, we, like, our, we're supposed to be encouraging each other. If I John's going away, we bless these guys. They're going away for a two-month vacation. Yes, we all wish. But they, they need to relax. They're semi-retired. They stay busy anyways. But the thing is, is that if he comes back as a friend and a and a brother and in, in relationship. If he comes back less go on fire for Jesus, I should, that's in a healthy way I'm going to confront him. I'm like, John, what happened? You should be growing. Yes. Didn't you grow? Right? We do that everywhere else. It's healthy. Like, what, what's going on, John? Not mad at not saying well, you're less of God. No, no, come on. Come on, buddy, you can do it. Come on, rise up. You're better than that. You should be, you just rest up. You should come back on fire, man. Where's the fire? And he might go, well, you don't know what just happened. I'm like, okay, let's, how can we help, man? How can we get alongside, Right? Not beat each other up. Ah, yes. Quite often in an apostolic community, in an apostolic community, there's a cost. Ooh, what do you mean a cost? There's a cost because you guys are actually doing something. It's interesting. And everybody's cost looks differently. What do you tell the young rich ruler? Sell it all off. Then the next step, he tells another person something totally different. We don't, we, so often we camp on the, oh, you have to give everything for that. No, that's that one person. Be careful with theology. Just because it's one instance doesn't mean you base everybody has to do the same thing. Because other times, God talk, Jesus talks a lot about wealth. He didn't, t- he didn't tell Zacchaeus to give everything away. Do you notice that? He never even told him to give anything away, but he hung out with Jesus and get, he went and made things right. God loves to see people blessed. Just find out what God's telling you and then do that. But be careful not to say, hey, oh, that's what I feel and I'm going to put my conviction on you. Because it's going to look different. Paul's right now leaving to Japan for a month. Not all of us can leave to Japan for a month to minister. It doesn't make him better or greater than you that it's going to your job tomorrow or Tuesday because it's a holiday and you're bringing the light there. We have to realize that. We've got to break this whole like Ups, you're here and you're here and, and I'm not really doing anything for Jesus if I don't change the nations. No, then we don't get this place saved. Okay. 1152, praise God. We're called to transform. We're called to think differently. We're supposed to think big, right? You know what we need to do? If you look... I, oh, I can actually look at, tell you the verse because it's really... I, I just like the verse. Um even though I don't know if I remember where it is. Okay, we're, we're Solomon. Remember when Solomon and Queen Sheba comes? What does she say? It says after she saw everything, she goes, I didn't even expect to see half of this stuff. She was so blown away. and She, says, she goes, I saw you how you did your tables and you set up your food. If you read, it, it's crazy. She's talking about normal life things. About how he has like a, um, a thing right to his, out of his uh, um, kingdom right to the temple. and Just simple things and she's just blown away. How do you know this kind of stuff? That's how we're supposed to, people around you should be saying. How do you know this stuff? How do you have this wisdom and this favor? Um, just simple stories like when you, when you, when you got Joseph that became, when he stayed faithful and he made it all the way and What happens? We don't talk about this very often. What happens when his dad dies? Jacob said, send me, bring me back. And so his dad dies and he goes, hey, you guys, can I, is it okay if me and my people go and mourn for 40 days? Guess what happened? Go read it. The Egyptians said, well, we're going to mourn for 70 days for your family. Do you, you get what, what the, what's going on there? What we call the non-believers, the, the unblessed, whatever you want to talk about, which is not actually what God calls them. He loves all. So he's all sons and daughters. But they actually, Joseph had done such a job of bringing the kingdom that they actually mourned. And actually when they're on their way, and I forget what place, uh, maybe Canaanite, or somewhere they're literally going, and it actually, the road ended up being called, or the area ended up being called the place where the Egyptians wept. Isn't that crazy? Like, they were so good at what they're bringing that there was so much favor that, that, that they came alongside Joseph. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to make such a difference that the world is going, how can we make your life better? Well, man, you just went through, we're going to fight for you. We're going to believe for you. Like, that's incredible. Ah, yes. Why are we not? Yes. We are salt. We went over that. Oh, Yeah. I'm going to just jump into um, we'll have to finish that another day. But I felt like we have to um, you know the dry bones? It's interesting that they brought this flag because yesterday when I was still studying this stuff it, he's like we have to be a group when you're an apostolic people when you think and you're covered and, you're, and, and there's, a, there's a father in the house and, and there's actually people being sent and empowered we have to rise up as people Especially now, because i 'm hearing so much negative stuff, and I love what Chris did. we prayed over Canada, but are we actually going to believe, not just for Canada, but believe in your situations what God was showing Ezekiel in here? Because does it not feel like we got some dry bones in our country right now? But are we a people that are going to rise up? It says, the land of the, Lord, uh, the hand of the Lord came upon me this is chapter thirty seven me and brought me in out in the spirit, and the Lord said set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones and he caused me to pass by them all around and behold there was very many in open valley and indeed they were very dry it's interesting why did did God bring Ezekiel to a dry place maybe he believes in them maybe we're the answer hey maybe you're the answer and he said to me son of man can these bones live so I answered Lord God you know Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, I want to make something clear because some people don't, we throw that word prophecy out. Go do a study on prophecy. What, is it, what does that word actually say? Because he asked him a question. He said, hey, do you believe? And he's like, well, well I believe what you say, God, which is a safe answer. And he says, no, 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 don't just, don't just say that. Now, prophesy. Well, what does prophesying do? It releases grace to do something they couldn't do before. So they were dry, We may feel Canada's dry. We may feel this region is dry, but it's our choice. Are you going to get up and speak over us? Are you going to speak over your house? Are you going to speak over your situation? Are you going to speak over the land? Are you going to say, hey, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, I looked, and the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy, prophesy to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds... Oh breath, breath, breathe on these slain that they may be live. So I prophesied and he commanded to me. And the breath came in, came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. But how often do we just go? Come on, Canada, your eyes, and we get excited. No, Canada, we're believing for Canada. And something starts happening. We hear noise. And we think something happened. But there's something that God is called. I believe, and I don't believe this is new. I think he's been on us for a long time. <laughs> Stick at it. Stick at it. Because sometimes you can get the flesh on there, but don't stop there. Because guess what happens then? You need that breath. You need the heaven's touch. Come on, you got to finish. we got to stay. It's like the persistent widow. Um, If you read that parable, she's persistent. And he's like, I don't even like you pretty much. But I'm going to pass good judgment on you to get rid of you. Do you realize that that was a parable about heaven? It's like there's something about our faith that we actually, God's saying, do you going to be persistent? He's not a genie. He wants to see, do you believe? Just because you've been, come on, we get hit and the next thing we know we're down. It's like, no, no, get up again. Get up again. There's people, we have to believe again. and I'm not going to get to it a whole Other half of my message is to stir us up to believe and dream and have a passion again and and be world changers. And I sound stairs and I walk in the prayer room and I go into a vision and I saw the Lord walk up to somebody, not to me in our church, but somebody else, and he pulled and pulled up the guy's shirt and he had been branded and it was a branding in this past when he said, I want to give it all, give it to me, Jesus, I want it all. And he said, I'm going to be marked by Jesus, but over time he allowed it to cover up. And God is saying, are you going to let it come out again? He's saying, pull it up again and believe. You know what? And don't just believe. Please don't believe for the old. You can, but don't just believe to have what you had. Because if we do that, think about it. I love what Chris Fulton says. If we do that, then we're going to be like, oh, remake the light bulb again. Remake the light bulb again. No, we already have the light bulb. Let's have something new. We can have the old. We still want to use the light bulb, right? But we should already have had that because that was our inheritance. And if it's in our inheritance, we should already know how to turn on the light bulb. So turn the light bulb and say, I want more. If you, many of you have been part of revivals and past moves of God, I've been there. The Lord convicts me every time, like, Lord, bring it back in. Why do you want the old, Kevin? You should already be in the old. Because the truth is, you start talking about those stories, what happens in the room? Things happen. So if you already have that, let's move to More. Because we have to change it. We're moving forward. We're not going backwards. We don't need to just constantly. Yes, we go back and open the scrolls and say that's amazing. But what are you doing today, God? Because you know what, my kids don't know a lot of that past, and I can explain it. But I want them to experience here. I want Mike. Be honestly, selfishly, I want my kids to come on Sunday morning excited because they're like, "Whoa, there's some crazy stuff happening here." In a good way. Come on. It says they turned, the the disciples, that were known for turning upside down the world. Are we up turning the world upside down? I want to, but I need help. Because it's not about me, it's about us. I love what you you study, it's like, we have the mind of Christ. We, he loves we. And the coolest thing, it's all in him. John 17, I was going to get into, it talks about in him, not, because that's the whole issue. It's like, well, we have to have unity in the thing. Actually, the unity that that scripture is talking about is in him. It's not making all, you don't have to be in perfect unity in the sense of, oh, I believe this, I believe this together. No, no, the unity is what in, in Christ Jesus. You guys want to stand? Should we end with that song? It, let's do it. I'm going to just end with the song. I want us to be stirred up. It's interesting that a weird, I felt the Lord say something strange this morning to me. He's like, could you, could you believe, Kevin, that this would be a day that, you could, that, that even your children could have a monument to look back on? Like, are you thinking that? When you wake up in the morning, are you thinking, today? Imagine if today something changes so much for the kingdom that my family and my generations and the next generation is going to go, oh, remember what happened. Remember what happened. And we're doing this and living this because of what happened there. Because you made a choice to say, I'm going to go home and make a difference in my house. That you're going to say, you know what? Maybe I haven't actually been the light or the salt in my house or even in my marriage. Be the light. Be the be who God has created to you. Think apostolically. And we just barely touched on that. But go study it yourself. Just go look it up. Seriously, think about it. Find out what that means. Because you're an apostolic people, which actually, if we didn't even get into, is actually brings authority into your life. Because you're now being sent. Every time you come, you any time you're part of this, every time you are, you can actually say, I'm being sent here. I'm being sent there. I'm sent to my workplace. I'm sent home. I'm sent here. I'm sent down to help with children. You don't have to leave the city. We're going to sing a song, and, and, and you're, I'm going to dismiss you so you can leave whenever you want. You can come up, worship, whatever. We're going to sing, for the sake of the world set a fire in me. I thought the Lord said, for the sake of the world. Not the sake of you. For the sake of the world. Because if you're here, you're probably saved. And if you're not saved, come talk to us. Because there's a God that loves you so much. And he wants to touch you, and you have to experience fully who he is. And our, we're going to have a prayer team you want to come up to at some point here. And I want to just encourage, even our prayer team, Jeremy put out a, an invitation if you want to be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. I didn't get into this, but I, we got to get excited. If you want to read, go read some of, the, of these men and women of God that rose up. Because you know what they did? They decided one day, well, over time they said, you know what, I need more. I want more fire. Okay, I've been baptized in the Spirit, but I don't have enough because I'm not seeing all the results. So Lord, we just thank you and we're going to sing this so I dismiss you guys but we, those who want to worship but we just pray, Lord, that today, Lord, we'd be challenged to think differently. We'd be challenged to say, God, what do you, how do you see me? To actually believe what the word says that I am a sent to touch the world, to bring heaven to earth. Lord, let heaven just come and reign in this place. I pray for every home, every business, every workplace that heaven would come. That heaven would come As in heaven, onto earth. And that wherever they go, people would say, what is different about you? You must have been with Jesus. You must have been with Jesus. Lord, let that be our testimony in Jesus' name. Come on.